To this episode of the True Opinion Podcast. I'm your host, Adantis, and this week I wanted to weigh in on this uh, tragic, tragic death of Kanika Jenkins. Last weekend, 19 year old young woman Kanika Jenkins went to a party with her friends at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois, suburb of Chicago. And um, she subsequently was reported missing to the police. And unfortunately, sometime later, they found her dead in a large walk-in freezer in the hotel. It's a very tragic situation. And firstly, um, us here at True Opinion would like to extend our condolences to her family. And a lot of speculation, a lot of videos and audio has been released and shared on social media with people analyzing it and giving their take on what happened and who's at blame and who's at fault and what needs to be done. And this has sparked a lot of debate amongst people about whether or not people should be, quote-unquote, Facebook investigators, whether or not they should leave it alone, let the police do their job, or if they should look into it more, keep going, keep raising awareness, keep trying to get to the truth. Like, what is the truth? Are people trying to profit from this young woman's death to get views or to get their own popularity? Um, like I said, it's a lot of debate, a lot of fighting, a lot of nastiness really kind of going back and forth between people on both sides of the issue. So, I mean, I'm not here to offer any theories um, or to give my opinion on what happened to her. I just kind of want to put a new or another perspective out there on the situation as a whole. The death of this young woman is very tragic, right? And what I am seeing on social media with people trying to figure out what happened is, to me, it's an extension of this kind of idea of crowdsourcing investigations. If uh, you guys are familiar with the Serial podcast in in season one, Sarah Koenig told the story of Heyman Lee and Adnan Syed. Hey was a high school senior. This happened in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, she was murdered, and her ex-boyfriend, Adnan Syed, was eventually convicted of that murder. And she goes through the uh, crime and the investigation and raises new questions and, you know, reviews all the players in the situation and tries to get to what really happened to Hay. Because um, it is, well, it's debatable, but 
I think most of the millions of people worldwide that downloaded and listened to this first ep- first season of Serial were on the side of Adnan was innocent of the crime and that he and that due to poor investigating and prejudices and stereotypes about Muslims in this country he was railroaded and convicted of this crime that, like I said, millions of people think that he did not commit. And what happened as a result is that people got involved on Twitter, on Facebook, on the web, period. Everybody, not everybody, a lot of people had an interest in justice being served. They wanted Anand to get another trial for him to have truly have his day in court. They wanted justice for Hay because they felt like her killer had not been caught, that someone hurt this promising, um, this young woman with such a promising future. And then they further robbed this young man of his future. Anand has been in jail since he was 17 years old. He's in his 30s now. So, you know, a lot of the great years of his life he spent behind bars for a crime that maybe he didn't commit. And like I said, this has mobilized millions of people to raise their voice um, and cry injustice and cry out for justice, for hey and for Anon. And this has led to, I, I believe, largely because of this, um, more court action has started to happen. It's been years, years and years of his case almost going nowhere. And because of the popularity of this podcast, now it's moving along. And there are, um, the lawyers are arguing for a retrial in front of the judge. I think they're waiting on a decision now of the state if maybe has to appeal the judge's decision to give him, I think, a retrial Hmm. But, hey, here's some homework. Go and research yourself and see where the case is right now. The point is, this podcast spurned other podcasts that are focused on true crime and solving true crimes, exonerating those that have been wrongly convicted, finding missing people, finding clues about what happened to people, just a whole genre devoted to crowdsourcing investigations and getting people involved in getting justice, finding killers, finding people, and just raising a noise to the criminal justice system in this country that um, people care. And we care about what's happening, and we're paying attention. I see this, what's happening with this case, with this young woman on social media, I see this as that. I see it as crowdsourcing an investigation, people caring, raising a voice, and letting the public, letting the Rosemont Police Department, letting the management at this hotel know that, hey, this young woman arrived for a party and never left that hotel. She's dead. It seems sketchy, and we want to know the truth. Are people being amateur investigators? Maybe. 
But like I said, I have, I'm not here to offer an opinion on that. I'm here just to give you another perspective that maybe this is a good thing. Her mother believes that something happened. As of the time of recording this episode, her mother believes that somebody did something to her baby. And she wants to know what happened. And she deserves to know what happened. She deserves for this case to be investigated fully. She deserves for all the resources of that police department to be thrown behind her daughter's death and give her a definitive, honest answer on what happens. She deserves for that hotel to fully cooperate with authorities and with her and release any information, evidence, tapes that they have so that she can get closure on this. This mother has not stopped. She, in the face of, you know, incredible grief and sadness she has stood strong and steadfast in her mission to find out what exactly happened to her baby and if there was foul play who is responsible and that I do not blame her for because you know we have three daughters and god forbid but you know I would scorch the fucking earth for my daughters so I feel where she's coming from, and I feel like this public outcry, this public interest in the story and keeping it up with hashtags and social media, I feel like it is crowdsourcing. It's people saying, we are with her. We know something else is going on. We feel like something else is going on, and give us some definitive answers or we're going to try to find them ourselves. I don't think anything is wrong with that at all. At all. I think it is a wonderful thing because all too often, black women and black girls have crimes committed against them. They go missing. They are murdered. And if the circumstances of the case are not clear cut, if it's not crystal clear who the perpetrator is, or what happened, some investigation happens, and then it goes cold, you know? And that is, that's just the reality of the situation. And I know um, a lot of people don't want to bring race into it, but this is 2017, and it does not matter that we have had a black president. Race is almost always wrapped up in a lot of things. Black women, black girls are considered less dead, meaning they aren't, their deaths aren't taken as seriously as their white counterparts. Example, maybe not an example, but I mean, I just want you to think about the fact that John Bonet Ramsey died many, many years ago. And at the top of this year, about the top middle of this year, there was another TV special about what happened to John Bonet. There was so much surrounding her death. I feel like it spurned that show Toddlers and Tierras. It brought a light onto these childhood beauty pageants. People, there are people that consider themselves experts in the John Bonet case, people that are still looking into it. Still. 
her mother has passed away. Her father has remarried. Her brother is an adult now. He was on Dr. Phil. I mean, still to this day, people want to know what happened to this girl. It has not dropped. Natalie Holloway, who disappeared in Aruba when she was on a class trip, um, maybe about a month or so ago, month, six weeks, they were doing a new special on Have We Found Natalie Holloway's Remains. At the time that it was going on, her mother did not stop. She was in Aruba. She was on TV. She was looking for her baby. She wanted her daughter. People were invested. People cared. People still want to know what happened to Natalie. They didn't just take the, um, okay, the the last person she was seen with was that Vandersloot dude, right? Okay, well, he must have did something to her. That's it. We didn't find her body you know, he ain't really saying, he giving us the runaround, so yeah, we're done, that's it, I mean, cold case, case closed, let's all pack it up and go home. People still want to know. There are active, people that are actively looking, they want to know. And I don't think that people wanted to know what happened to this young woman, this little girl, really, 19, I mean, teen, she's still a teenager. You know, some people say she was grown. She, like I said, not getting ready to get into any, any, any of that. Just saying that this young woman, this little girl is dead and wanted to know what happened to young women who have died or gone missing is not a bad thing at all. Imagine if the Diamond and Tianda Bradley disappearance case. They disappeared, um, what, 10, 15 years ago? A long time ago. And have not ever been found. And periodically, a piece comes up, what happened to them. I've seen them do um, some renderings of what they would look like now with age progression but the case just has just kind of sputtered out and died what if it had had this much coverage what if it had tv specials every few years what if there were people out there who felt like they're becoming experts they're going to investigate this amateurs people who have regular day jobs like no I have an interest I'm not gonna let these little girls lives just be forfeit I want to find them what if that was happening in their case um there's a case out in California Mytrice Richardson had some sort of um, it's speculation whether or not she has some sort of mental episode. Perhaps she was bipolar, I believe, and was arrested by the police, taken to the police station. Um, her mother found out she was there. The police were like, yeah, you know, we're going to release her. Her mother asked, don't release my child. It's late. She don't have her car, her purse, her phone, her keys, a jacket. She had nothing because the police arrested her and towed her car with all her belongings in it. And her mother said she doesn't know where she is. It's late. Just have her stay. Keep her to the morning. I will come get her. The police said, okay. They released her anyway that night, in the middle of the night, and she disappeared. 
and they did not find her body until a year later. She was found in some woods, like in a ravine not far from the police station. And her remains were handled so badly. The crime scene was just handled so terribly that there is almost no way to investigate. There's no way to get evidence. There's no way to find out exactly what happened to her. Clues as to who else could have been there or left her body there or assaulted her or whatever has just been trampled, washed away, mishandled horribly. And this family, this mother, has no closure. She has no idea what her daughter went through. And she wants to know. You know, you want to know who is responsible for this happening to my child. Who was negligent? What happened? And imagine if there had been such public outcry. Imagine if the public had raised such a voice saying that they wanted justice all over the country, not just in this town in California, all over. What if people let the police station know, let the police know, the authorities know, we don't believe what the fuck y'all are saying and we want to know what happened to this young woman? What if? Maybe it would have been different, right? So here's the thing, y'all. Stop fighting and fussing and arguing. If you don't want to participate in the speculation, if you don't want to go down that road, that's fine. Nobody is asking you to. If you do want to go down that road, have at it. I say, you know, do it responsibly. Check your sources, check and recheck your sources before you put stuff on social media. Try to be as respectful as possible. This is, uh, she was a real person with a real family. This is not an opportunity to get popularity or more followers. But, I mean, I honestly feel like, of course there are some people out there like that, but I honestly feel like a lot of people are really invested in finding out the truth of what happened to this girl because the situation is so, um, I want to say common, but like, you know, we all know somebody whom that could have happened to. We all know young women or a lot of, it seems like a lot of young women themselves are commenting and, you know, we all have friends and you've all been in situations where you're partying and you may have gotten separated and you go and look for your friend or you make sure you don't get separated. You know, a lot of people see themselves in the situation or they see their friends or family members. So they want to know what happened, no matter what the truth is. Just make sure you give it to the family and that it makes some sense and it's not some rush to judgment bullshit. I feel like if there had not been such a public outcry, if there had not been so much speculation and people you know, demanding to know that they would have went with their initial, it was an accident, you know, no tapes released, no further explanation, and that's the end of it. But the mother hasn't stopped. The public is behind her. People want to know this investigation is being crowdsourced, and I think it's a good thing. Maybe, you know, whatever the truth is, no matter how 
straightforward, complicated, hard it may be, hopefully the truth will come out. And I would just remind everyone that the lives of African Americans in this country sometimes are not seen uh, seen as as valuable in the hearts and thoughts and minds of those in a position of power. And that if we ever want to change that, if we ever want the same justice, that we have to raise a voice ourselves. So many people say, you know, pray and forgive in these situations or situations like it when atrocities or when crimes are visited upon our community. But what about question and resist? Question what's happening. Resist their attempts to brush us off or to make it seem like we aren't important. You never know what the outcome may be. We may actually see some change. People are so jaded. They think nothing can change. Things can change if we change them. If you care about what's going on with a situation, raise a voice about it. Okay, so that was it. That was my take on it. It's my opinion. Crowdsourcing investigations works. We have an example with the Edna Syed case. You see people still involved, still wanting to know what happened from years ago with other cases. If you want the truth, you got to fight for it. You got to get to it. You got to ask questions and make them give it to you. Don't give up so easily. And stop, just stop fucking fighting with each other about it. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't. Stop offending and fighting and, and fucking acting a damn fool with each other on social media. It's no place for it. Knock it off. All right. So let me know what you think on Twitter, on True Opinion Show. Stop by the website, True Opinion Podcast. I'm also on Instagram, True Opinion Podcast. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Be good to each other. All right. Bye, y'all.